Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round three recap for this week's Zurich Classic. And joining me to break it all down from the scene, it's Mark Immelman. Hey, Mark. Hey, guys. Uh, welcome to New Orleans. Uh, nice hotel we got this uh, year. The last few seasons last year apart because um, obviously the event was canceled due to the COVID lockdown. We stayed on Royal Street, which is one over from Bourbon Street. So hotel was always very, it was lovely but very noisy and crowded. The place we're in now is luxurious and quiet, and I'm loving it. It does look luxurious. Mm. Very nice. Okay, well, yeah, well, you got the whole place to yourself. Cribs. <laughs> Cribs, the first cut edition. There you go. Before we jump into round three, let me remind you that you can catch final round coverage on CBS tomorrow. You can watch Mark Immelman. You can watch Dottie Pepper and the rest of the crew on the CBS Sports app or cbssports.com. And you can also stream Sunday's action through your connected devices on Paramount+. Plus. Well, Mark, uh, we had ourselves a Saturday out there at TPC Louisiana. It was the four ball format, and we've got two Saturdays. South Africans alone at the top. The Oosthuizen Schwarzel Group shot a 63 on Saturday. They are going to enter the final round one shot clear. And uh, you know things are uh, going in their direction when Louis starts making those like 40-foot bombs mm. on the greens. That's that's when things are going good. Yeah, you know, I'm surprised, but I'm not that surprised with the two South Africans. I mean, they know each other so well and they've played golf since they were like minions, really. And and so they, they understand each other's game. They understand how each other are playing. But of the two, Louis had been playing better and Charles coming back from injury. So he's a little bit of a lottery, maybe. Um, but I watched him some at Augusta National. And it seemed like, you know, the golf swing was coming around and it seemed like he was getting his sea legs under him and Lo and behold, all he needs is his boy on his wing, and all of a sudden, Schwarzel turns into a gun. And, and and right now, they're looking all apart because the golf course. I must tell you, Rick, with during the lockdown, they made some renovations to the course. They reshaped bunkers, but they put in a bunch of irrigation, and they've removed a lot of water from this golf course, and it drains so well. And it is playing awesome, man. The place is like a racetrack right now. And and, and par was a good score in certain holes, and you could take advantage in others, and the greens were firm. So you had to be pretty precise. And, hey, Louis grew up at the coastline. He knows how to play in the sea. And Mark Leishman, Cam Smith, they're from Australia. They know how to play in the wind. So uh, a lot of the guys who sort of crept to the top of the leaderboard, they guys who would have been comfortable on firm and blustery conditions. The they're also certainly strangers to this format. Uh, my quick napkin math: they've played thirty six match residence cup, not all of them together, but kind of going back and forth between this four ball, this four sums kind of. Uh, they're certainly no strangers to this. No, they aren't, and and that's part of the key to success in this sort of format is comfortability with each other, and the comfortability really 
where you can say to a guy, if you miss a shot or you miss a putt, that you don't feel guilty, that you can just be like, oh, whatever, man, we'll, we'll be all right. And and I might hit you into kingdom come, but you're my guy and you can get me out of there. And and all of the teams, well, Scheffler and Bubba aside, because they knew this 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 week, but they seem very comfortable. There's that element of, I know you, you know me, you know I'm trying my best if things don't work out. You know, we can we can pick up for each other, and and that certainly to me is one of those uh, things that that sort of portends some success. Looks like we lost uh, Rick Gaiman there. Yeah, I thought it was me for a while. Finally, I've got good hotel and Wi-Fi. Oh no! Well, we're still mm. live. Uh, so, <laughs> so <laughs> we talk a little on uh, this Mark Leishman, Cameron Smith group. Okay, well, I mean, Leishman and Smith, I, I was lucky enough to join them later in the day. And and it's the kind of group, I mean, these two guys have played multiple President's Cup matches together, and, and they put together a very sound day. I mean, didn't get off to the fastest of starts, but through the back nine there, um, you know, started to really make the turn around seven and eight. They picked up a couple of quick birdies, and then from there, built on it, birdied the par fives. They had good eagle looks on 18, in fact. And so Leishman, I mean... It's it's a comfortable combination, and Leishman and Smith certainly with sixty three today, sixty three in round one, they look like they could be a really tough out. Obviously, they've got to get in front of Louis and Charles, but the Australians I think would make honestly a manful sort of a, a battle out there, and it's going to be curious to see too because these are guys um, that have played on President's Cup teams together, all four of these. So they know each other intimately, and I haven't looked at the groupings just yet, but I'm expecting they'll be out together because uh, normally it's first in, last out. So that'll be intriguing to watch. And and, and in alternate shots, it, it, that's, again, the sort of situation where you've got to be so okay with your partner. And both those combinations of everyone in the final few, that as I look at the leaderboard, that they would certainly be the best suited to each other. I mean, Finau and Champ, they play similar games and they're easygoing guys, but it really looks to me like the two South Africans and the two Australians, that they are, uh, are of the most okay with each other group. And, and as far as Finau and Champ go, I mean, I couldn't comment on them because I was out with a Leishman group um, on Saturday afternoon, which was all manner of fun, but the way the golf course is playing, it's really going to reward someone who can be a shot maker. And I'm curious to see how Finau and Champ hold out tomorrow because into these greens for a back hole location, into uh, the wind fog, you six, you've got a flat one in there a little lower. And then down when you've got to be able to hit the ball high, which they both do. Um, but you're also needing to hit little draws, little fades and stuff like that. Now, we know they can bust it. They shot 68 and alternate shot on Friday, which was tied for the best round of the day. But alternate shot is that different form of play, and it'll just be their second go-around together. So I'm keen to see how they hold out because they have certainly made a bunch of hay in, with 63 and 67 <clears throat> in the best ball and the four-ball matches. Um, but again, you know, both these guys, they could – Champ has had two victories. Tony's had just the one. You know, people are expecting more. Maybe this is just that sort of environment that will loosen Finau up when you've got a guy on your wing in Cameron Champ who you know can drive it. And and it's all about the golf course, to me, the strategy and how they attack this course because the way the course stacks up, if you tee off second, 
um, you're going to get the lion's share of the tee shots. If on the second hole, I should say, if you tee off first, you'll get a number of um, uh, the three of the four par threes, which are the meat of the golf course to me. So I'm keen to see how those two guys get out and attack the golf course on a Sunday. But they yeah. will be in a place going from the, uh, the 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 penultimate group where they can go ahead and attack and play a little bit more aggression. Hey, look who's back! You were making my job yeah. a little hard there for a while. <laughs> Sorry about that. And, uh, sometimes the uh, technology lights back a little bit, but good for. I, I want to talk about that because the the two teams that we uh, on top of the leaderboard heading into the third round it was it was the Finau Champ group it was the mm-hmm. Hovland Ventura group and they both essentially went lost strokes to the field field average ended up being 65 and a half on Saturday and now it feels like this thing is a lot more wide open than than it might have been if if those teams go out and shoot an eight or a nine under par in the best ball format now there are 18 teams within four shots of the top yeah and that's all a function of the golf course rick i mean the way it was playing it wasn't easy out there this afternoon despite all the 63s that were shot i think there were uh, probably four of them maybe five um, but if you were on the wrong side of some of these holes and you were misjudging approach shots, you could quickly rumble balls through greens and make not bogeys, but you certainly it wouldn't be the birdie fist that everyone would expect that it normally is at the TPC Louisiana in soft conditions. So some of that was the golf course. Um, but, you know, a lot of it also is this event. You know, it's going to be a shootout. You know, folks are going to get after it. And I, I'm just Jack Rick to see. That now that we've got um, the two four ball days out of the way, mm-hmm. I think you'll see a lot more movement in alternate shot on a Sunday, because I'm not. I think the low score was 68. Finau and Champ indeed on Friday afternoon in alternate shot. Tomorrow, uh, I haven't looked at the forecast just just yet, but it's supposed to be warm. It's supposed to be dry. I'm expecting the golf course to do more of the same. And if the wind kicks up, I mean, I think 69 is going to be a good score. So let's say the guys at the the South Africans shoot a couple under, which would be a really good day. That's better than they did in round two. That gets them to 21. So that means, you know, guys, it's 16, 17. If they shoot 67 like Palmer and and Ram did to win a couple of years ago, they're still very much in with a shot. So this is going to be just a barnstormer tomorrow afternoon, I think. Looking back at those round two scores, you're right. 68 was the lowest round of the day. Champ and Finau shot it along with Stenson and Rose. There was a couple of 69s. That was Bubba and Scotty. It was Victor and Ventura. We'll talk about them in a second. And then the Warensky peter Uline group also shot a 69 in mm-hmm. round two. You know, it was a bit surprising to see the Norwegian struggle as much as they did on Saturday. Four under par, 68. Hovland, I mean, they, they rinsed a couple of balls. I'm not sure how much of their rounds you got to see mark but to see them kind of go backwards in a big spot after having really two great opening rounds was probably for me the biggest surprise of the day yeah it was a little bit but playing in that final group you know that has its pressures and Hovland is a bit more seasoned than Ventura with respect and so I'm sure Christopher was feeling uh, feeling the pinch a little bit and as I looked at it he made a couple birdies and and Hovland made three so really nothing going on the key to four balls or best ball is you got to putt and now I know Ventura is a better putter but if there is a weakness with Hovland it's sort of on and around the greens and with this golf course the way it opens up uh, one's a softish par four <coughs> four pardon me two's five, a par five 
in holes three, four, five, and six are kind of hard. But we saw some teams make inroads over there, and those were the teams that were able to shoot low. I, I, I misspoke earlier. I said Leishman Smith didn't get off to a fast start, but they took advantage through that stretch. And that stretch, it was easy to just make a few pars. And that's what the Norwegians did. Then all of a sudden, maybe you try and force the issue or you're just slipping out putts. I mean, you know, everyone who plays the game knows that that hole can shrink in size to you in the quickest way. And when you're not making putts and your friend, your, your partner is not in it, and all of a sudden you've got to make something of consequence, there's a little added pressure. And so that to get back to that word comfortability I've used, I feel like it's almost over, overused. If you're okay with the fact that your partner's in his pockets and he'll be okay <laughs> if you miss a birdie putt, then you'll probably swing a bit more freely. And that's always the key to success. Uh, before we go to break, there was a group that had a lot going on out there, Mark. So the four, the four guys that played together, it was Mitchell and Snedeker along with Ryder and Redmond. So in the same, the same foursome, we saw back-to-back Eagles. Keith Mitchell made an Eagle on seven and an Eagle on eight. And Oh, by the way, Sam Ryder made an albatross today. So that group, that group saw a lot of big birds on Saturday. Jeez. I, well, I, again, I had the Leishman Smith group. I, I actually was on at the top of our show. Um, I was on the Bubba Scotty Scheffler group, and they were paired alongside or grouped alongside uh, Henrik Stenson and Justin Rose. And honestly, I was surprised to see Stenson and Rose capitulate like they did. Yeah. And because um, they're also such a great combination with so much experience. And, and Scotty and Bubba sort of battled back. So I was there, but then I was pushed to Leishman and Smith who played their way to the lead. Um, but I did watch when I was out, I'm um, doing some reconnaissance early in the morning. I, in fact, watched Sneds and Keith Mitchell for a little bit, and they were both hitting the ball great. Um, so uh, I missed all the histrionics, but I did see them out there. <laughs> yeah, you missed you missed the super good stuff, but yeah, they were uh, they were scorching out there for for quite some time. Okay, here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna look uh, forward to tomorrow. We've got 18 holes to go, but first, we're gonna take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. The wait is over. The shy returns with new episodes on Paramount Plus. What brings you to the shed? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. And we're back. Taking a look at the odds via our friends over at William Hill, they do indeed, Mark, give the nod to the South Africans, plus 275 to win the Zurich Classic, but closely behind are Cam Smith and Mark Leishman. They are plus 300. And Tony Finau and Cameron Champ, who are plus 350. When you look at these teams, and knowing that we are getting alternate shot on Sunday, do you give kind of the nod or the advantage to any one of these three teams over the other? Um, I, I would I would lean towards the two Australians, even though I'm South African deep down. <laughs> and the reason why I go there, and I made this comment to, um, I think it might have been Frank Noblo or Ian Baker Finch, uh, late in our coverage. And I was like, the way this golf course is playing, there's an element of sandbelt golf in Australia to it. Um, it was firm. It was fast. The ball was running out on it. The greens were playing to a place where these the firm, fast conditions were exaggerating and highlighting slopes on the greens 
So you had to be very creative and you had to hit different shots. I mentioned earlier when you lost your coverage there for a bit that you're going to have to flight golf balls. Mm. Cam Smith on 14 after Mark Leishman hit a six iron that fluttered up in the wind, the par three, and came up short and right. Smith just chipped this five iron to the front of the green. It rolled all the way to the back of the green to about 15 feet. And I looked at this. I'm like, okay, here's a boy in command. And here's a boy who's picking the right shot to hit. And both him and Leishman, they hit the driver low so it goes, and especially on these fast, firm fairways. But they can move the irons around the place, and they both putt well. And uh, the thing about the two South African guys, they're both ball strikers, we know. But if there is um, an Achilles heel, if you will, it's normally on and around the green. So uh, mm. right now, as much as what it pains me, I give the nod to the Aussies. But that all being said, too, if the golf course plays like it did this afternoon, I don't think we'll see very many low scores, which means the teams who are ahead right now I've sort of galvanized their position. And unless they go really badly, you, you, you're not going to see anyone really chase them down, I don't think, because um, the way the Greens are playing or were playing today, you can't necessarily hide flags. Every ball was hitting the green releasing 20, 30 feet. So unless all the flags are in the back, it's not going to be a birdie fest. Any flag in the front of the green and folks can have be putting from 20, 30 feet and you're going to be putting really well to hold a bunch of those. Well, I, I, I want to d- dive into that a little bit further because you were kind of laying that out a bit earlier. So we're at 19 under. That's what the leaders are at right now. And let's just say for semantics, the Oosthuizen Schwartzel group goes out and shoots a, another 71. That's what they did in round two. That would move them to 20 under or if they shoot Three, two under, three under. They're really going to put the squeeze on mm. some of these. We haven't seen we haven't seen a, a, a an alternate shot rounds lower than sixty eight this week. So I, I think you're right. I think on paper it looks like there's a lot of teams here, but it, I think it would kind of require Ustazen and Schwartzel and maybe the the, the the two teams at eighteen under to to struggle a hair. But that happens easily. I mean, Cam yeah. Smith and Mark Leishman they've made they made double bogey on the seventeenth uh, in alternate shot on Friday, so you can trip up quickly. And I said it, I think, on the uh, Setup podcast earlier this week. Alternate shot lends, lends itself to ball striking, and the best ball format lends itself to putting. But the way this golf course is playing, you've got to do both well, and you're going to have to hold out putts. And and when you've hit a birdie putt and I'm playing alongside you and you've rumbled at this thing past four or five feet and I miss the comebacker, all of a sudden it becomes emotional. So <laughs> maybe still, you know, the final group goes down. But the truth of it is, I don't see anyone out of the final group, or not both of them at least, both couples, and maybe even the penultimate group, everybody go down and open the door enough for a uh, for a couple that's back at sort of the 16 area. It's possible. And, and maybe they would need to spritz the golf course a bit to get a little softer. But that place firmed out quickly this afternoon. Mm. All right. Well, either way, it is going to, I love, I love the alternate shot format of this on Sunday. So I'm absolutely stoked for it. So we'll be back after what's that? Sorry. It's just such a, it's such a mental game. The alternate shot, you know, it's more, it's not just the X's and the O's and the ball striking and stuff. When you're standing there, like, like we saw it with Horschel and um, Sam Burns, my one and done pick on Friday afternoon. They're cruising along. I think they went off the lead. They're on 18 a downwind par five. You're thinking, all right, four, and they're up in the lead. Yeah. Sam Burns got the tee shot and blows it way right in the middle of the water. Billy Horschel gets up there and it's a toe hook right thereafter because he's just trying to get something in play. <laughs> right. And all of a sudden they make a double. So look, it's not going to be over until the final hole tomorrow afternoon. 
Um, but still, I, I think the way, if the course plays more of the same, there are not going to be many low scores on the offer. All right. Well, when it is all said and done, we'll be here to cover it all. But for now, let me thank producer Jacob, not only doing all the hard work behind the scenes, but covering for me when technology bites back. Let me thank Mark Immelman, who you can find on Twitter at Mark underscore Immelman. And you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut and we'll catch you next time.